to Ben C. and Griper, 718-339-6020. Uh, text number is 347-927-8398. Live on the phone, 712-432-4217. And it's www.jroodradio.com. It's important to call, especially text, the constructive criticisms. Uh, it's very important. We hear from everybody all the time concerning the talks, the music. It's crucial. This way, we can be a team. And this way, the right stuff, the good talks can continue. And also, funds are needed as usual, to keep things going. So today, we just went through Pasha Shmos, and we'll speak a little bit about it. But first, of course, before, about safety, about burn prevention. Never leave children unattended by the Hanukkah. We just finished Hanukkah. Shabbos. Don't leave them alone. Make sure it's in a safe place. Don't take for granted anything, anytime. Unfortunately, before Shabbos this week, I heard fire engines, and after Shabbos, I heard fire engines. So I wasn't too happy about the whole deal. And always use protective plates or sources underneath the liquids. Do not leave pot handles holding or extended over the stove so children can just pull it. Never pass something hot over a child. I've heard stories, friends, with a hot cup on the table, and a child pulls it, and severe burns. So be very, very careful. Again, the idea of safety should get into our heads. Even if the particulars are not remembered, there should be a claw in the home to be safe, in the street when you walk to be safe, days, nights. Very, very careful. Always have it in the mind. Shem loves the person who takes care of his safety. So today, and again, Pasha Shemos, we'll look at just one Nakuda where Basia stretched out her arm. It says she sent out her ama. She sent out. So different explanations. One is... She sent Amamito also maidservant, so she sent away her maidservant, who she wasn't so secure with. Some say she was going to the mikveh and the Magyar and a big, big thing. So she didn't want a maidservant to dissuade her from anything she wanted to do. Second, another explanation is that she sent Amma, the maidservant, to get Moshe. And the third explanation, again, there's many more. She stretched out her arm. And physically or any way you like to discuss it, one idea was she stretched out. She went beyond herself. She went beyond who she was. Got to go the extra mile. He has stories sometimes when it's a child, Shalom's under a car, and all of a sudden the... The woman has enough strength to pick up the car or at least move things. We've done things beyond 
How many people have stayed up night after night with children, night after night with persons sick and still function and still go on? If someone would ask you, could you do it? No, I can't do it. And we do it with lack of sleep. Do it when we're sick. We do many, many things. In the old days, you go to work, you go to work no matter what. Go to school, you go to school no matter what. Today, we're a little weaker. Right, it's important to, to know when a person has that ability, if something is serious enough, something you want enough. I want to talk a little bit today, just straight shalom bias. That a person, if you want enough, sometimes we think we do enough and we're doing more than we can and the most we can. And guaranteed people, but, but it's also, it could be, if there's not success, could be the direction is not the best direction we're going in. Or it can be fixed a little bit. And it's urgent that a person's always thinking how to make the marriage work, to make it better. <clears throat> we also we constantly mention Rab Miller's Ten Commandments of Marriage, 620 tape. CD, it's a crucial to get it. The phone number I think to get is 258-718-258-7400. Extension, Ramilla Tapes. It's really worth it. You go over, you go over, and after a while you see <clears throat> all the mistakes made are there. And many, many ways to fix it up are there. So it's crucial now. We're going to Shemos, we become a nation. Nations are different than other nations. Our homes are different than other homes. Their homes have a certain kedusha to it. There's a specialness. We mentioned last week, well, this week, well we mentioned also, that Shem's forever. Everything we say we do is forever. But our families are unique, everybody. We want to build a home that has kedusha in it. We watch what we say, what we do. And things like internet and other things, we were on uh, the utmost care to try to have the home as kadosh as possible. And husband and wife know that when the base of Migdash. So a person will watch what he says, how he says it. Think, think, think. Let the seichel, the common sense run the show, not the emotions. And to know that your house is a holy house, your house is a holy house. How do I make this? And if a woman would think, how can I do it? Along with the ups and downs, along with the struggle, getting up in the morning and homework and sleep at night and showers and fathers working and learning, coming home tired and still have to be Superman is something that is... Necessary in something that again, Shem gives you extra strength. There's no way you would think 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you'd be able to do all the things you're doing now. And automatically, it seems like a strength comes, a strength. Hashem sends a strength when, when you're by mitzvahs, when you're learning, when you're in high school, when you have midterms, when you go to seminary, when you get married. So each time is like an extra koach, a siatishmaya that gives a person. A mother becomes a mother, and just uh, two years ago, she was uh, a little older than a teenager. Also, a man becomes a father, and before that, two years ago, he's a bocher. 
So we have to see how how to improve this Nakuda. One thing before the Ten Commandments, which was the eleventh commandment, but I'll go make it first now. To have a Rebbe is so crucial. Everybody, someone who is sensitive to both the husband and wife, who's a Telkamachachim, who understands, women can also have the Rebbe's in two, who understands how to direct practically for you personally, not a Kalal rule, general for everybody. The generals, they're important, but each couple has their own idiosyncrasies, their own way of thinking. And the Rebbe has to click into it. There's plenty of Rebbeim who will click in. It's up to you. It's important not only for a couple <clears throat> starting off learning, but also one to start off with a working man, and which men are going to school, women going to school, women working. That's all. Speaking to a Kolel man the other day, and he went out to work. We both agree that every Kolel couple needs a Rebbe. Needs someone to talk to. The husband after six months, really on a regular basis, when we get to the first command, be realistic. We get, we're all pretty shocked when we get married. We'll talk about that in a second. But just generally, that a couple should have someone to talk to. That after six months, the man goes, he evaluates. And he, the wife can come too. They took over. After a year, I know one man who was working. And after a year or two, his wife wanted a house, which seemed impossible. Then the relative helped. But the man went to the Rebbe. Said, your wife wants this, and this is something possible. So now you have to get another job. He was a teacher, so you had to get an afternoon job. As time went along, seemed you know, extra for tuition and everything else. He asked about a night job. The rabbi said it's a luxury or necessity. See, like necessity. But each couple, you have to see what the wife needs too. If the wife was, is from a middle class family, from a richer family. So she intuitively, it's innate, it's in her already to have a little more. And we can talk kolel, we can talk, uh, I'll keep the same old job. But we have to be careful because who she is is who she is. The security she needs, a certain way of life is a Gemara, a certain life that that person has, the person has to continue it. Like if her husband passes away, she has to still have the same old stuff. So it's important that we have that evaluation process with the Rebbe. This is how you stretch out your arm to go beyond. Because it goes beyond because you're going to have to hear things you don't like sometimes. Or you're going to have to do things with your, not what your seichel says. Or you have to discuss things. It's like your road zone is much easier to follow because you're going to do it. But you have to listen to someone else's road zone who's trying to help you in the most way. It's uh, difficult sometimes. The old generation knew you had the community, you had the Rebbe, you had the grandparents, you had always someone to help direct. Difficult upside, ups and downs. person has ups and downs before they get married. All of a sudden, they're thinking, feeling things are hunky-dory, things are going, ah. All of a sudden, after get married, the same ups and downs happen. The only problem is sometimes the people blame the mate instead of looking at themselves. 
And so it was important to say lechera because you can go over. Kolo family can go over. And it could be the wife, she feels her intention, and he feels. Could be he might have to go to work. But go to work can be after five, six years, seven years old, gonna go to work right now. But you need the money now. Could be the discussion happens. Then where you could see maybe yeah, down the road she wants to be at home more. Or he wants her to be at home. So preparations have to happen. I say in college, could be an apprentice, could be a part-time job on Shabbos. I'm on Sunday first. And anything to get into the trend so when the moments possibly happen, he's ready and she's ready, but they worked as a team. So if it's hard and money's hard, but they're working as a team, they're communicating. The he knows her stress in it, she knows his tension in it. It's a it's a big thing that they're all on the same page, working together. Because bringing up a family is hard. Being a yid is a lot of older from the morning, davening, learning to heal them, children, family, friends, how to act, no lashonar, yes, yes, say this, don't say this, midas, working on midas, working on chesed, working on oneself, there's so much for Yiddish working on all the time, it's all because it's a forever, it's a forever deal, the forever, Shem tells you you live forever, and it's Ani Yosef time, when you can go in front of Hashem and he can tell you, what you did, and hopefully you'll hear a lot of good also. But it's important <clears throat> that we have this evaluation process. It could be after a while you speak to the rough, you go to weekend, not go away to weekend, you go to his family, her family. After a while, it becomes a nice way of thinking. And even after a while, you see you're able to think along the same lines together. You might not have to ask the Rebbe. Maybe ask him anyway. But it's a whole different life. So it's time to stretch out that arm, everybody. Put the extra mile into getting someone to direct you and your husband. You and your wife. It's it's crucial. So it's step one. And working men, too. How much should he work? Because sometimes they get gung-ho about working. Could be he can get a five instead of seven. Could be. Not work on Sundays. Could be. It's very important. You know, a person who was told, well, if you're not, it's not necessity, so you can, you could help out at home and go learn also. What about learning at night? And Armillo is very like individual people learning at night. Some guys you would say come over every night. But then you have to go home to your wife. Some people. The Rebbe said maybe one or two nights because they had children growing up at that time that needed his help. Some every night, some longer, some shorter. Every individual was was important. So you need direction. Very interesting. The Rev once told me, yeah, he and his wife, he knew after a year they would not be Panasa. So he'd go to work. And he had a best friend who also got married at the same time who came from a married into a wealthy family and he was figuring and learning forever. He told me after one year, a true story, that the one who was going to learn forever is his father-in-law's business went down and he had to go to work sooner than later. And he was learning, eventually got a little position as a tutor and now he's a Rebbe. And he said, I'm learning most of the time and 
This is what happens. But he had also direction. Asking when, how. It's important not to pull someone out of Kolel. Not to pull someone out against his responsibility as working. It's to get that proper balance. But the wife and husband have to be on the same page. You have to look between the lines. Because if a woman who's um, has a grudge or has extra tension, it's going to come out with the children. And it can come out in, in a negative way also. Because if they see this the internal stress, so when they grow up, maybe they won't want a similar kind of life. It could be leading to a child going a little off. So it's very important to say lecharav, to evaluate you and your wife all the time, all the time. You see, some people, they'll learn a long time. Some people, they'll work and learn a lot more longer than they thought, to learn more sincere, sincerely. But it's definitely for the Toellas, for the MS, everyone, Colel, working, going to college, whatever it is, make sure you have someone. I know someone, they got married, and, oh, we, we care about each other, it's going to be great. He's, I'm going to college and she's going to college at night. And the other day, I don't know if he was working, learning, I forgot. You know, she was working. I said, uh-oh. I said, be careful, I said to him. You have to make sure you have time together. It was six months I heard from them. He was telling me, I just this goes on, this goes on. She tells me I do this, I don't do this. And I explained to him, you have no time. You have no time. You never created the bond, the, the, the kindling, that... The light, the fire that started the marriage, it's going way too fast. And I told him, he told me your schedule. So you see, you have lunch, you have dinner together Wednesday night, make sure. And little Shabbos, make sure you're together. And Shabbos together, taking walks, playing a game, whatever it is. Sunday, make sure you have a little time. And you have to make up a little extra, a little extra. And did it. But you need direction. Or you might think, I don't understand. We both agreed. And she's complaining. Or he's complaining. But in a relationship, we see things happen. This is the first commandment of marriage. Be realistic. Expect the unexpected. <clears throat> Many get married and they're just not used to the program so-called because they went out they had dates they had fun and they spoke about talkless I like this I want to do this and hashkafically we're going to live like this way and and he's going to do she's going to do but when they get married we mentioned what Rokha said to Yaakov I want a baby and Yaakov said am I in Hashem's place and or Miller and others said, yes, you're in Hashem's place to your wife on earth. Because a wife gets married, becomes four arms for her, four legs, four eyes, four ears, two brains. Everything is like a one because that's the ika of the the marriage. That's the ika of a family. The wife creates all of a sudden octus. Octus, octus, octus. And the husband... He sees a wife now, and he knows he has to be nice and take care of her and say the right things and do the right things. But he's still learning and working, and his regular life is going on. 
he's still a man doing his thing and even going to be chesed, doing the right thing. But he doesn't have the same feeling have the lady. No way, no how. If he forgets the milk, she gets upset. Why? How could you forget the milk? I wouldn't forget the milk. And has to have a piece of paper taking notes all the time when his wife says something. So you don't forget when she's just like a passing statement. Oh, yeah, go, could you go by the cleaners today? And passing statement. If you don't write it down, you're going to miss it. And you come home, how could you not get the stuff from the cleaners? And she's saying in her head, I mean, how could you not get it? I, I would I, I would have remembered. So it's a, <clears throat> a big thing that a lot of things are unexpected. That's one of the big, big biggies. And guys feel, she says, she's like, she owns me. She's telling me she's two feet away from something and she asked me in the other room to get it for me because you are the Superman. You are the man to to save her in situations that even she gets herself in trouble in. And if you see the house is a little messy, this isn't, you were really shocked. You thought, uh, like the mama's, your mama's house maybe. And you get shocked right away, unexpected things, sloppier than you thought. Leaves cans open on the on the counter. The other way around too. Your husband leaves cans on the counter. So these things <laughs> become daily routines, and unexpected things happen. And sometimes people are emotional. He has a little difficult day, and she has a difficult day. Or certain hormones, or certain ups and downs that people have when they were single too. And they don't keep them out shut. They they did before the wedding. All of a sudden, because he's not in this octo state and forearms for legs business, so he forgets. And she'll tell what to do and tell what to do. And I reminded you. And sometimes they yell and a scream gets in there. <clears throat> so this is a shocking experience. Expect the unexpected. This is a real shock, everybody. So be told what to do. A man has to get used to it. Be realistic. Look, your mama telling you what to do. He didn't question it. He didn't want to question it anyway. Get used to it. She's not doing it to <clears throat> nag you and be your boss. She's doing it, but this is the most. This is the way, way it is. She's a team member. You're a team. You're one team now. Different. You do what she does it. So get used to being told what to do. Vibe to yourself. Don't put your ego outside in the in the mailbox. But it's the way to act. You come in and be ready. And one thing you do, even when you're shocked with a statement, like you never do anything, and you know you just work for the last three days, 10 hours a day cleaning up, you have to be careful with your response. Because your response that, what do you mean? I did this. That you're going to hear all the times you didn't do things. So you have to know something's up, something's bothering her. Like we mentioned the story many times for Rap Brog, that Bacha just got into the yeshiva, and he became roommate of one of Rab Brog's tamidim. And each night he would play gadgets and stay up late and play music. And each time he would tell. This new Bacher, this certain man, Bacher then, can you lower the uh, music? Can you throw something at him? So I went to Red Brock. Red Brock said, next time you throw something, pick it up, put it in his place, and give him a hug. Rebbe, 
How can I do such a thing? No, pick it up, put it in his place, give him a hug. Third time, I'll be a shmata. Pick it up, put it in his place, give it a hug, give him a hug. He did it, and all of a sudden it worked. He didn't get it, like I mentioned earlier in other talks, that until he became a follower of this guy, and he had a five-year-old who came home and started ranting and raving and getting crayons and drawing all over the walls. And he tried everything possible, putting him in his room, a pot, no sweets, no desserts, and everything didn't work until the end of the day the boy said, Abba, Abba, the Rebbe screamed at me. Then he understood he was going through pain. And this reaction of the crayons of was due to something else. It took, if you would just give a, a hug or a kiss, or what's the matter? What's the matter? How could I help? Even though the brother probably might blame me too. In time, in time, I'm sorry you missed the, you, uh, you didn't, you did, you missed it. So what happened is he gave the boy a hug. If he would have given the boy a hug, and things would have been solved right away. And then he realized that's what the Rebbe meant with this bacha. They didn't even know who was throwing things. The man was agitated over something. It wasn't him. He was going through some difficult time. This other guy. So the hug in those days meant you're okay. I don't understand why you're upset. So that's the same in marriage too. Understand when the wife is acting out a little bit, you need a lot of reflection. A lot of reflection. First seichel. First don't respond. We said just recently just now, just now, speak to your Rebbe, you'll see. Many times I remember I went to Rabbi Miller at Brog and they both both told me, don't worry, we all go through these things. And then when the Rebbe so spoke to my wife too, we all go through these things with a man and with a woman. So in support, and they're shocking, they're surprising. I don't understand. He has no common sense. She has no common sense. But then you find the mahusa of your mate. You find out she's neater than you thought. She's a neat freak. Now you're crazy. Oh, she's sloppy than you think. Oh, she's always eight. She's always early. She's only on the phone, not on the phone. You find out things, there's hundreds of things to find out. If you're a doctor, and this is the way it has to be, you have to wake up. Because that's the way to mold. That's the way to make a tikkun to yourself. Hashem is sending these things to you and to each other to fix certain parts of you. You might need to have patience. You might need to learn self learning. You might need to learn alacrity. You might have to do something the mate's going to help you do. Not the way you wanted her to do it or him to do it. So, to be realistic is, a, is, a, is, is a, the number one commandment. Expect the unexpected, and even expect things now that yeah, we mentioned many times. Expect the things that you expect. Because when it's something's against your rotson, against your will, against what you feel, what you need, what you what you want, so-called, even if you know it's going to happen again and again, if it's sloppy, if it's a, where were you, or you know the same words, the same actions going to happen. Yet we return with our ego, our covet sticks up and says, what do you mean? That's why we mentioned to everybody, husband and wife, to be a little numb. To be a numb a little bit when you walk in or when your husband walks in. Be a little numb. Don't feel, don't listen. Big hello, big whatever it is, but be numb. Don't let your feelings get carried away. And you'll see. 
it's the calming experience. I told you I got a call once and she would point to me, 20 years of marriage, I can't take it, can't take it. He comes in grumpy, he doesn't say anything, he walks by me, then I said, what do you do? He goes, I'm waiting for him. So I told her when he comes in, big hello, if you want to have a spread for him. And she did it the next day, she called me, she goes, I don't understand, it worked like magic. Sometimes that man needs that little something extra. And men have to be careful. Because a woman has high expectations of her man. So he decides not to pray or daven in the morning on a regular basis, and she expected that. She loses, like, so much respect. So much respect. It's more than you think. What do you mean? I'm davening at home now. I'm helping out in the middle of the night. No way, no how, buddy. She looks down. And then if you have a learning seder, all of a sudden you're getting it, you, know, you float in 10 o'clock, or you start saying, I can't make it anymore. If it's a morning or if it's a night or whenever your wife knows you're going to go, that has to be arranged too, but sometimes you need your homes. You have to work it out the best way possible. That's an important thing. The husband goes out too to learn because when he does, it breaks up the evening from a four hour to, from, you know, you're together from seven to 11, you're together from seven to maybe 8.30. He goes out to daven and learn and comes back and then an hour you go to sleep. It breaks up the evening for both of you. Best couples can't be together four hours straight. But it's urgent that the, the man has to know and the woman, how do you voice that thing to your husband? So you're losing respect, he's not davening. You respect, he's not learning. You respect, he's not in the house, he dresses not not so uh, proper, a little slovenly a little bit. So you're losing, again, you're losing respect to him. There's many different ways. All of a sudden, bills are not paid on time. All of a sudden, again, he's sloppier than you think. All of a sudden, he's on the phone all the time. All of a sudden you think the mother comes, his mother comes first, or his uncle comes first, or his friends come first. He's like so many things. What do you do, young ladies? And it harbors in your heart, or you yell, and you tell them what to do. And a lot of times all this stuff doesn't have major effects when you yell at each other about it. Because many times the other person is doing it, it could be not to be mean, not to be... You know, vicious, not to be to hurt you. Just this is what's this is what's going on within him now. He's not the happiest fellow in the world, or this is what I think is right. That's why women, even more than a man, just as much has to get a rabbi for the family. Put that foot down somehow, even in the softest way, at the at the most happiest moments. Make sure. But then he has someone. And then all these things like the davening, the learning, helping at home. How many times the man has a red by, but he never talks to him? What situation? A lady called 11 years married. She said, I can't take it. He comes home. He was learning. He came home for an hour. He could only complain when he came home. How come this? How come this? And he went out. And now he's working. Comes home seven to eight and he goes out. No diaper change. No helper in any way. I finally got through to this guy like after two months because he had a Rebbe so-called. I found out the Rebbe wasn't too involved with him. And nicely, he finally spoke and he said, when you come home, it was like a shocking experience for him. I mean, you got to help? I said, first, when you come home, we mentioned a big smile. We mentioned the help. 
We mentioned, feel a little relaxed, maybe a little donut before you walk in, but help, help. And I, I told him, you'll be in trouble because she's losing feelings to you. So therefore, maybe you have to take away for a weekend. And Baruch Hashem, he listened. And she came back after the weekend. She goes, well, it was like a honeymoon again. Some people need a lot of honeymoons these days again. But you need it, you need it to get back to the status quo. But you see, it was something that he needed to hear. And it's hard the wife to tell a man this, even if he's sincere about listening, he'll forget the next minute, or she's sincere about listening. Because there's a certain amount of acceptance you have to have about your mate. And other things you have to make sure you have, again, a say, someone to help talk, that he's not going to be offended when the rub talks. And of course, you're not going to all the time to the rub explain, you know, complain when he forgets his shoes in the front. But it will be helpful. Because before you get too disappointed, anybody, husband or wife, too disappointed, you have to realize you're marrying a human being who has strengths and weaknesses. That's why it's very important to hone in on the strengths of your mate. But after a while, you get so colored by the negative because living in a world who just... That, that little prick or the negative takes over and we forget all the positive from waking up and taking care of the home or taking care of the children or making sure this is done or he's fulfilling his obligations. We forget the the 90% obligations they're both fulfilling. So we come home a little sloppy or she doesn't do anything all day. One baby all day is a full-time job, everybody. We don't get it. And don't get it. I don't know if we'll ever get it. Unless you want to stay home a whole day, maybe. But we don't get it. But you have to respect it. So the unrealistic things happen on a constant level. And you have to understand yourself to give yourself a little nucleus and nefesh, <clears throat> a little numb. That's what we say in men and women before. We said last week, <coughs> person has to make something out of himself, feel, feel good in progress what he or she is doing, aside from the husband and wife. Then with the husband and wife, you called it, remember the no tension zone? You come in and give each other encouragement, BMS, true encouragement, and he's doing whatever good thing you find in him, say it. You always dress nicely, and whatever you can say in her, say it. And more and more, you'll see you be saying it all day. And when the maid asks you something, get used to it, get used to it, and fight yourself, and start doing it early in the early goings, and do it there after 30, 40 years. Yes, sure, yes, sure, yes, sure, yes, sure, whatever your maid says. Don't say later, later, later. And even when you disagree, we mention validate your mate. I hear what you're saying. I hear your point. You might understand it. Might agree with it so fast, but that's something you can say. I, I have this. I, I, I hear your point. I just I have to understand that I have to work on it myself. And again, that's how you have a rope to go over with. So the create this. There's unexpected things. And that's what we go into the the routines. And again, a lot of times we expect something to make them remember something or her or him to remember something. Expect the unexpected. They forget. Forget the same old thing, same old, same old, same old. But don't let it take away from all the good, good, good because you don't like it, okay? I think when you sing, you don't like either. So the routines are also crucial because the, the keeping of routines 
it's such a crucial measure that it helps us work with the unexpected. Because a man and woman who are keeping positive, constructive routines no matter what. So they will get by the bumps. And what happens is, even when there's a disagreement, if things are always in a constructive, positive way between couples, the disagreement will go away, or the loud voice will go away in 10 minutes, and all of a sudden, or whatever time it is, and eventually uh, you'll get those smiles during dinner, or the smiles during dinner, both. So the routines, and you can put that, we'll put it, we'll say it again also, loyalty which means you have to look for the good in your mate and anyone that tells you sorry is this so you follow mother says your husband is this no 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 you have to stick up leap to the defense it's very important these routines positive constructive routines is it what happens is you create a good midas and you get good midas and what happens is that it creates a positive, constructive relationship. <clears throat> and even though your mate might not say thank you all the time, but it's the water on the rock and it takes effect and effect and effect and effect and effect. And then when again the the prick or the difficult time happens, it can last. I've seen it recently. Someone told me so many years. I haven't really been having any arguments for many, many years. But lately she's been irritable. And he told me she's like yelling two, three times during the weekday. She hasn't done this for years. Something might be bothering her. So he learned. Ramilla, he learned. So as soon as she did it, he was quiet. So he tried to apologize. He tried to whatever possible not to cause any trouble. He told me some magic. After ten minutes, she was, you know, offering supper, and everything went back to normal. So I was saying to myself, "You see, it works. This stuff. It works. This stuff. It doesn't only work. Just I'm going to keep quiet. It doesn't work. I'm. I say I'm sorry. But you need the positive, constructive routines. That's going to constantly show him and her you really care about him and her. That's what in the morning. We emphasize a little nice note to each other." I recommend paper and them see it, put it in the drawer. And a couple who did it, and after a year, what happened was they had a drawer of notes and they showed each other notes, have a good day, looking forward to see you later. Don't know notes about remember the doctor's appointment. Forget about those notes. Try to do everything yourself. That's the best thing. And but the encouragement of the notes is just incredible. A pro couple, 10, 10 years until the kids children got over it and understand the word honey in the notes or so. Some notes said, go to this refrigerator. He'd open it up and said, I love you. It was a whole, whole thing. Get a little bit of a game, a little bit of fun. But it's always uh, rekindling. People today, they send each other a text. That's nice. It's very nice, but we gotta be careful. Because many times the text is gonna throw in and don't forget this. Or what happened last night with the children? 
all of a sudden, then it goes back and forth, and then it, there's no busha, there's no shame in that text. All of a sudden, there's a discussion that shouldn't be. We've seen it. Who's going to get the last word? And on the phone, it's a little better. Even then, too, you got to be careful. So can we kindle in the morning? Make sure during the day is a nice phone call. Phone call is better than the text. We speak a little bit, and what do you need for the night, and then supper, and I'll bring the home this, you bring home this, whatever it is. We mentioned many times that initial time that you both see each other. Also a very, very important time. When you see each other, when he comes home, or you come home, and that moment has to be a moment of happiness moment of comfort of consoling each other's wounds and of the hard difficult day or to somehow calm each other down so we recommend many times if the wife is home a little spread for him a little coffee a little something so he comes in to calm down for 10 15 20 minutes leaves him alone sweet i know you had a hard day i'll you know, I'll deal with the children, I'll deal with this, I'll deal with that. And give him that 10, 15 minutes, you'll see, he'll, 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 he'll <clears throat> give you the world. And the rest of the night, he'll make you sit down. He has to learn, he'll go learn, but you'll see a whole big different husband. And after a while, he's going to, he sees his notes in the morning, nice hellos in the morning, or a breakfast in the morning, or a lunch in the morning, the advice gives him. And the colder in the day, she tries to be pleasant. And when he comes home, also encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. And if she can give the <clears throat> encouraging words also, why not? I know you worked hard today. Thank you. And now Abba's home, Hatari's home, the kids' children could run to him. Give him that space. He needs to lay down for 15 minutes. Usually wife doesn't like it too much. But it's okay. All of a sudden, you'll see the husband will react 99% better than you ever thought he would. That's an encourage him. Encourage him. Encourage him. If a mean word is said, you'll see he'll go right away. Also, the man coming in. He can come in. We mentioned a man has to be very calm before he walks in the house. Very calm before he walks in the house. Could be a little donut, a little music, a little tape, a little nap, 15 minutes somewhere. But he walks in. Someone I know walked around the block. Someone I know waited by the door and then come in so fast. And these things were crucial things. So he came in, relaxed. He told her, sit down. I'll make you the coffee. I'll give you the cake. And all of a sudden, this time was, you see, was thoughtful, thought out. And each couple thought about it. You're telling a couple, I think about you first in the morning, first during the day, first when I come home. You know what you're doing here? Then at nights too, again, be together. And then try to get out to Davin to pray, learn a little bit. If you get an hour break at night, every night, it, it's tremendous. Because what happens is you can help the tours and go out and come back in another hour or two. And it breaks up the night and you need each other's help more. It's a very good thing. Sometimes the wife feels they need him for all hours of the night. But always, unfortunately, it's going to start fights. Many times, three, four hours together. So you break this little break, or even just a daven. 
He made one night. She needs to walk around the block or something with a friend. With you too. Which another routine is very crucial. I know a couple every Tuesday night, they used to take, uh, they had a babysitter and just take walks. No big thing, something, a dinner. And the babysitters for this couple, when they got married, they also Tuesday night did the same thing. Shabbos, a routine. Shabbos to take a walk together. I know a couple to take a walk after the meal. Crucial. Sundays. Doesn't mean 10 hour dates together. Could be a nice afternoon ride, a lunch, a dessert. These routines and encouragement, 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 encouragement. And with that, so these two are crucial commandments that they go hand in hand. And when someone gets upset or something happens you don't like, if their routines are being kept no matter what, You'll see it goes by and they work it out. And we mentioned with that, the Selech Arab have someone directing, someone you both can speak to. It's very crucial, very crucial. The third commandment, which is also crucial, is make peace as soon as possible. Make peace as soon as possible. No matter what he says, or she says, or he does, or she does, Matter what, sorry, I didn't mean it. Maybe keep quiet a little bit. Turn to change the topic and see what you can do. You have to see what the t the time and the problem is, but any way possible, it should be to you like a. You should be scared to continue a battle because it breaks you apart. It breaks things, cracks the. Uh, a glass. And many times it... Like women I know, very sensitive. So if the argument goes on for a long time. It doesn't stop at this argument over this subject. It's a feeling that she has and it doesn't last in every other area of your life. Like when you keep routines, which means attention, affection, and appreciation. Attention, appreciation, and affection. And these things over the attention, you're not getting it. The appreciation, forget about that. And then the uh, affection. And as soon as these routines, a person goes on strike in these areas, he gets frustrated. And she gets frustrated. So it's an urgent, 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 urgent to make peace as soon as possible, no matter what, no matter what. It's normal to have a disagreement. It's normal to get excited. It's normal to have sometimes a yell. No matter what you both say, we're going to make peace as soon as possible. I don't care if you're the one to say sorry the first time, the second time, and a million times. As soon as you have peace, and again, you say, get back to your routines. And you'll see it won't last that long. You might have to figure out a way how to work with the problem. Fine. But you see, it's very, very workable. Because again, the routine, the encouragement is there, is there. So these disagreements will also come and they'll go and you'll go back to the regular routines of marriage. 
because marriage is a happiness. So these are three commandments that are urgent. So we should invite the just finish Pasha Shemos. We're becoming a nation. We're eternal. And everything you do is important. We can start off again with Shema Israel. No, Hashem is one. He takes care of us. Always going to take care of us. Everything happens for the best. And it takes care of us in a way that we know if we work, direct ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Unexpected times will be successful. And keeping the positive, constructive routines of marriage, your obligations, and make peace. Make sure it's, it's, it stays at the steady, steady way. Hashem will bless all of us with a slacha rabba, simchas for everyone. People need to chill. want children, you should have children. They want to get married, you get married. Shalom Bayes, you should have Shalom Bayes. And Panazza, Panazza, Fuwa, Fuwa, Yeshua, Yeshua. You should have a Slocha Rabbah. Everything Rookley's and Gashmi's. This has been Sion Griper, 718 339 6020. The text, 347 927 8398. The text, constructive comments and text donations. And live on the phone, 712-432-4217. And the www.jradio.com. And everyone should have a slow harabah and everything rookliest and gashmius.